everybody, welcome back. You are watching Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he's Steve, and never underestimate the power of single-player narrative games. In episode 241 today, September 16, 2021, we're going to be hopping right into our topic of the day, which is the PlayStation September Showcase 2021. And uh, we will have plenty of timestamps located below for any games that you are interested in. But before we get into the nitty gritty, make sure you click on that subscribe button. Maybe even click on that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm that drops once a week, every week. Steve, I'm uh, Twitter pated to see you. Thank you, Russ. I have to ask you, though, was your week as long as mine? It was not. No, actually, I, I had a, a pretty fast week. Well, I am Jelly Belly, Russ. Jelly Belly? What does that mean? I'm jealous. You're, oh. I'm jealous. Crazy jealous. Mm. Because my week took freaking forever to creep by. Really? I'm glad to be here, Russ. Are you kidding? This it It is the weekend. I don't have to commute anywhere. I don't mm. have to have people in my ear. I have a question it's, for you. Uh -huh, yeah. What uh, Jelly Belly flavor would I be? Because if you're jealous of me in the Jelly Belly fashion, is it because I'm like one of like the more tasty jelly beans yes. in, the, in the mix? My, you know? my favorite Jelly Belly. Not sponsored by Jelly Belly. No, no. no, no. Uh, was the Sour Apple. Really? And that's you, Russ. Everybody liked the the butter and popcorn jelly bean. And I just thought, hey, oh. that's a kind of really, know. yeah. I mean, it tastes just like popcorn, like buttered popcorn. But I always liked the the, the sour apple, the green one, the real green one. Yeah, I know the one you're talking. That's I, know, I know the one you speak of, good yes. sir. So I'm I'm the sour apple of your eye hmm? instead of the apple of your eye. The granny apple, it's the of my eye. Yes, Dad Russ. joke. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. That's bad, Russ. That was bad. Let's sashay right into this topic here, Steve. Okay. Um. So Sony gave uh, a much, I feel, needed shot in the arm in terms of what it is they're up to just because we've been on this kind of tit for tat, right? Like, so E3 really is not what it used to be. And especially given like the whole COVID situation, and everything else. Uh, it's in this this new kind of transitional state where you have these studios that are constantly trying to one up each other, right? Like, like it's not as if like we have this coming together for one show, <laughs> this meeting of minds, this meet, yeah, like show and tell, <laughs> dog and pony show, right? They'll, like just be able to reveal what we're up to, and instead. It's this constant, like, you know, Microsoft will have a show and then a little while later, Sony will have a show and then a little while later, Nintendo will have a show. And it's, it's just kind of interesting how it's kind of going on and on and on. And I don't know how I feel about that. I think there's pluses and minuses. I think that we actually kind of benefit as the gaming community because it allows us to get more footage of footage games that we're interested in, right? And news and stuff, I guess. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we had a, a uh, showing from Microsoft um, through Gamescom. You know, that mm -hmm. was more of the, the Germany uh, European show. And then Sony made an announcement and they came out with their uh, 
just kind of update of games that we had already heard of right. for the most part. They did have uh, a couple of surprises that, that no one had uh, seen or heard of before, which was good. But what did you think overall of the show, Steve? You know, I thought in the beginning it was a bit slow. Mm. I thought, is this it? You know, I mean, you know, where where is going to be like the smack in the face? You know, <laughs> how about this? When I plant this one in like a big wet kiss, you know, Whoa. and then it got kind of towards the end of the show. Not well, not towards the end of the show. Half the show had gone. And then like the uh, the last half of the show was like all this, you know, good, juicy morsels. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated that because I, I've been waiting for the Sony show. They announced it like a month ago, at least, if not two months ago. And so I really wanted something to wet my whistle with Sony. Are you, are you, now when you say juicy, you're talking about the kind of juicy morsels that like after you eat it, you kind of go. Mm, 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 Precisely. Kind of you know? you know, actually, no, I was thinking about like a sunny side up egg. Oh, but then I don't think I would be licking my fingers with a sunny side egg, bro. But egg would be dripping all over the place. You would take like a toasted English muffin and use it as a mop and mop up mm. the sunny side up egg yeah. leftovers. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's That's a Homer Simpson kind of impression there. Yeah. Just thinking about food. Back to Sony. <laughs> But either way, you know, I mean, even the, you know, the show had its pluses and minuses. It's still cool to see what's coming out. I mean, I'm sitting there at the end of the day. You know, I got YouTube playing. It's on my TV. I got the volume up and everything. So I'd rather have games that, like, A, I might not be interested in or I might be interested in. Sure. Either way, I'm looking forward to the showcase. So, I mean, saying that it is, it is. I mean, I appreciated the show. Yeah. I've curated a list of titles that I know I am very much looking forward to. And I have a feeling there are, I'd say like some, if not most of these titles are probably ones that caught your eye as well. So I I figure we just uh, kick off and go down the list. Let's do it. Okay, so the first title that caught my eye was the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I knew uh, that would remaster. Be yes. Um, did you, I can't remember? Did you play the I first one? No. Oh, I but I remember that reaction. Ooh. That reaction right there. Uh, every time it's brought up, yes. or every time you bring it up, or anybody else brings it up, like oh <laughs> man, that was a good game. It's kind of pretty similar. So when I saw it, I thought. Like cumulatively, yeah. all around the area and chorus. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll have to ask Rush about that one. What's insane about that particular title is the story. Hmm. The storyline was so good, and the character development within the story was fantastic. And honestly, by the time I had beaten that game, I was, I, I remember talking to friends. Uh, I think it was back when I was in high school, I want to say, when the game came out. But I was thinking to myself, man, like this could have been turned into a movie. Like George Lucas could have used this as a script and it would have been a fantastic prequel of the Old Republic or whatever. Like it, it was that good. It was on that level. Plus, even the the graphics engine for its time was, it was a very beautiful game. They had a lot of thoughtfulness in terms of how they wanted to have this world be realized. Wasn't that for the... That was for the original Xbox or that was for the 360? Well, which one did... Man, that's a good question. I don't... Mm, I think it was, it was a the, long time ago. I want to say the original Xbox. Yeah, it was, a, so. it was a while ago. It was a while ago. Very much so. 
Which actually, that would mean I wasn't in high school. That means I was in college. You were in college, Russ. <laughs> you graduated by then. <laughs> well, anyway. Yes. The game itself. So um, one of the things that I am very excited to see. So we saw the trailer. It was a pre-rendered cinematic. Right. We didn't get to see any kind of gameplay, unfortunately. However, my hope is that this will be a remastered game done right. Like, I don't want to see them take, like, the, the shortcut or the cheap right. route at all. I want them to actually, like, really... Like, if I think of The Last of Us remastered, that was a really good example of a title that came out for a previous gen console. They remastered it for the PS4 at the time. And I was very happy. I was like, okay, this is, this is how you do uh, a remaster. And so my hope is, is that they're able to do it. I have a feeling they probably will just because there is such a huge fan following with this title. And I'm not even sure if Bioware is all that involved. Cause it, I mean, Bioware was the company or studio that actually created the title, but I, I noticed there was a different name. I wanted to say uh, it was like Aspire. It was spelled like A-S-P-Y-R. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Well, at least, well, I saw them in the show. I, I My memory doesn't serve me well enough to see if they were actually part of the Star Wars, but yes, at least they were a company there. Right? Yeah. They might have been them. Well, I am very excited to see that. My, like I said, I just hope that they give it the TLC that it, it deserves. And if they, if it, comes out just gangbusters you've got to play it okay Ross. you've i mean you've oh. i'll play it that is seriously like one of my favorite all-time rpgs it was so well done hey i'm so down done. the next title that i have on my list that really caught my eye so this was a new game that i don't think was shown at a prior playstation event it was called project eve and um it was by a studio, I want to say they're called Shift Up, if I'm not mistaken. But it, if you if you recall, it was the the female protagonist. Uh, she's Asian. She has kind of like a green suit right, on. It, yeah, it, right. The game itself is gorgeous. I mean, the, the graphics are just amazing. It does remind me a lot of the Ninja Gaiden series in terms of like what Team Ninja does with the, the fast action. It also reminded me of that one game that we played a while back. I think it was called like. Metal Gear Vengeance or something. Remember that? No, one? I was Revenge. Revengeance. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't remember like what it was, but. Um, that's when he's like slicing through concrete buildings. Yes. Yes. That's the one. Like the bosses were impossible. We like, oh, knew, we like yeah, nearly huge through the controller at the TV like a half a dozen times. No, oh, no, no, no. Don't throw it yeah. away. Oh, I'm just right there, man. I'm just <laughs> Didn't it, it kind of look like that? It. Like some of the combat, maybe some of the combat did. Yeah, I would. That game was kind of con confusing to me. I mean, wasn't she narrating it like extremely calm, but she was like kicking a bunch of butt at the same time? I was like, what exactly is happening here? There was some sort of narration that was happening. I just chalked that up to the style that Japanese trailers tend to do. You know, like if you think of like a Final Fantasy game trailer or you think of like another JRPG or, or even, even some of the action titles, they tend to favor having that narrative, you know, VO sure. narrator that kind of goes through some of the storylines of what's happening, that sort of thing. I mean, sometimes they use a male voice, sometimes they use female voice, but um, yeah, I, I just, I just kind of paid attention more to like the visual spectacle of what was going on. And, and I mean, the combat looks 
incredible. I think what's so funny too about the game is I don't know what's going on. Like, like, like you start out and like, she's fighting something that is some sort of like biohazard monstrosity thing. That's like slamming her around the space station. (laughs) Then she goes like flying, like, like this, like weird alien arm thing, like throws her into outer space. And then like, we're looking at some of these other levels too, that, I mean, again, it's huge. And then like a bunch of eyes or something start popping out. I'm like, what what in the world is happening here? Yeah, I I, get through for a loop, a space loop, a space loop. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that just because I dig the art direction of the game. I think that the the action itself, it looks to be one of those very like precise, like you got to time it just right. Like Ninja Gaiden is, is a series where like it will force you to unlearn what you are used to doing in terms of like your motor skills with a controller. And I have a feeling this game is probably going to be a lot like that. So I think you like those games, though. I do. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of those games. Uh, okay. So this is, um, a title that I added to the list, not because I'm particularly excited for it, but just that it it actually caused a bit of a stir with the gaming community. And that is GTA five. Yeah. I don't think that one probably got as much love as they were hoping for. I mean, the game has been out a long time, long, long time. I think the original came out in like what? 2013. Oh man. It had to have, yeah, around 2013. But the thing is, is that everyone who wanted to play that game is still playing the game. Yeah. And so, and it doesn't look like it took that much of a leap from what we had to what we're going to get to get people to go buy the game all over again. Right. I mean, I don't know if they were trying to capture some other crowd that hasn't played the game yet, but even so, you could get the game on regular PlayStation for like nothing versus paying it all over again. Um, so, I mean, I thought, I think people probably looked at that and went, oh, cool. What's, what else do you got sort of thing? I know I did. I just thought, oh, I'm going to go play through the game again on my Xbox sure. after seeing this one. But I really didn't think, uh, you know, that's the game I'm going to get for PS5. I remember when they did a remaster for the Xbox One, because if you recall, the GTA 5 game first came out on the Xbox 360 and the PS3, I want to say. And that was literally like the last big AAA title that came out for that generation before the PS4 and the Xbox uh, One came out. And so that was kind of, I, I, I distinctly remember how that was almost like a love letter to that generation of console. And I was like, wow, what a way to end this particular run. Like this is, this is awesome. And then uh, I would say, I would say like what, a couple of years later, they had an announcement of how they were going to re-release the GTA five right. remaster for the Xbox one and PS4, which got a favorable uh, reception, I would say. Right. Sure. But the thing is that it was released pretty much when the system was released too. Yeah. I mean, so you had that people, the people who, who probably didn't want to upgrade right away, or maybe they did. And then people who didn't probably wanted to wait a little bit to the price dropped, but right away you had people buying it for either system. Yeah. It was available for both. It wasn't available for like years upon years upon end. And then, then, you know, when the next system came out then they re-released it, I think I would have been more excited had there been a more, um, I guess, I guess a better leap graphically. Like, for example, if you think of Halo 1 versus Halo 
like Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was it, it looks superior, but it still looked like a good Xbox 360 game. But I mean, as far as all the detail and stuff that was in there, and the and the and the sounds and the t- extra textures and and the music, I mean, there was a ton of stuff that was done very well and upgraded. Yeah, I think if they did that, because there's tons of folks. Have you seen all the the mods that are for GTA Five, like for the PC for like realism stuff? I've heard about them. I have not seen them. I, I have friends who, my goodness, like they they have put so many hours and they are still super active, both on the console version of GTA 5 as well as the PC version, especially when, when it comes to the multiplayer. It looks awesome with those mods on there. I mean, the rain's coming down and it looks real and all that, like the... The, the lighting that's reflecting in the puddles and the textures in the sky. And the, like you had some people will put in like real cars, like you'll see yeah. Mercedes or like a Nissan GTR or something. I mean, it looks really good. Sure. And something you would probably love to play all over again and spend money all over again on the game had it had those graphics. I wish they would have done that. You know, I think that the community is ready for GTA 6. Oh, jeez. I, I think that's the kind of the biggest thing because the the fan following is is absolutely rabid for GTA 5. I think that the the reason why they had the reception that they did when it came to this particular announcement it's not because they don't like GTA 5 at all. I think that that right. The the community is like beyond thriving and it's been that way. I mean, if you think about it, the game came out in 2013. That was almost what, 10 years ago? I mean, right. we're like we're, we're 2021, that means that was like 8 years ago that the title came out. And it has achieved tremendous success and it deserves every little piece of that success. And I I really do think that folks have poured thousands of hours into that game. They know the main characters inside and out. They know the world inside and out. I mean, they really have had a lot of fun with playing in this world. And I think they're ready for a new story. I think they're ready for a new location and I know you and I'm sure everyone is is just anticipating there has got to be some sort of announcement that that they'll make and Rockstar will make that when they're ready. I mean, I, I remember when I was you know waiting for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, RDR2. And um, it was crazy because there were certain shows where like I was thinking, okay, this is the show. Like, like they're totally going to have some sort of reveal trailer and the fans are going nuts and stuff. And um, it did take longer than we expected for them to actually re- have a reveal. But, but when they did, right. like everybody was like losing their marbles. Everybody was freaking out about how awesome the game looked. And, you know, we played it and, and it turned into just one of the all-time best games ever. I wonder if... RDR2 is not doing as well with the online community as they would have hoped, maybe. Like, I'm wondering if they, if they were saying, okay, you know, RDR2 is going to pick up where you know, maybe some folks are thinking GTA 5 is getting a bit old. And so when we release RDR2, then a lot of that crowd who's playing online here will spend money playing online here. And I don't think, I think people, were, I mean, well, they obviously did really enjoy playing the game, but maybe the online part wasn't as nearly big as they were hoping it would be. Mm. And so a lot of those folks went back to GTA and maybe that's why they were advertising it again to get folks a little more excited about it. Perhaps. I have no idea, but I do know that even when it comes to 
Red Dead Redemption's two. I can. I'm on. I'm on the struggle bus. To say that. Red Dead Redemption <laughs> twos. Uh, um, when it comes to their multiplayer, I know Rockstar has worked very hard to get it up and running to a point where it is a lot of fun to play. And um, I have actually a number of friends who have made a return to the online component of RDR2 and really like it. So it's interesting because I think it boils down to, well, what kind of world do you want to play in? Do you want to play in a world that's, you know, consisting of a bunch of cowboys or do you want to be in this fictitious like SoCal environment with like all kinds of uh, different pop culture satire and gunplay and everything else. So boats and cars and as opposed to rowboats and horses. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, moving right along. So Deathloop was a trailer that they showed during the showcase. Deathloop has been released. It's either this week or last week. I'm not exactly sure. It may have been at the end of last week, but um, the, the trailer itself had even more gameplay that it was showing. I have been very interested in this title since they first had the, uh, the teaser trailer. And even with this trailer, my, my interest is very much peaked. I, I cannot wait to try it out. Furthermore, no. the, I don't know if you've, you've seen the reviews, but, um, IGN gave it a 10. Good grief. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I want to say GameSpot also gave it a 10. Like this, this game is being considered as a game of the year contender for 2021. Wow. So I'm very much uh, excited for that. And you know, what was funny was that I was going back and forth. I was thinking, well, do I want to get it for the PS five or do I want to get it for the Xbox series X because it's available exclusively right now as a timed exclusive for the PS five. However, because Microsoft bought and acquired Bethesda studios, uh-huh the game will become available on the Xbox series X game pass. So I'll be able to save money in that, in that regard and just wait for it to come out. However, that will probably take at least a year for that to happen. Hmm. Not to mention, I have talked to our good old friend Brad about the game because he has bought it. He's playing it. And he was saying how the PS five haptic controller is very much utilized when it comes to the different types of weaponry that are at your disposal, the way that, that you traverse the environments and even the, uh, the, the little like microphone that they have, that's a part of the controller itself. He said it actually, there is something that is used quite a bit um, as a feature that you just would not be able to experience if you're on the Xbox series X. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm probably going to pick up the PS five version uh, because I've been hearing lots and lots of good stuff. There, there you go, Russ. I think the options are, do you have little buzzes in your palms with a haptic controller? Mm. Or do you just play the game for almost free? Yeah. And wait mm-hmm. until a year. A year. Ah, that might be a year, Russ. I don't think it's going to be a year. Well, no, I, I, th- I think it's it's got to be close to a year or something like that. I just, you know, I'm not even sure. Yeah. However... The, the also the other thing that the, has made my mind up is that we're going to be uh, giving our impressions of Death Loop next week. Oh, so that also seals the deal in terms of me at least picking ah. up the title and having this little joyful high. I don't know. I come over in my skivvies, joyful jarhead of a man. Plant my I've been working all day, sweaty butt, in your couch. Yeah. Just let that man sweat permeate <laughs> into my leather. 
Oh, it's so nice to sit here. The leather really coddles my bottom. <laughs> Ooh. Does it, does, it, does it just massage you in the right spots? It's yeah, it just really gets in mm, good spots. You know what I mean? Does, really, does, does uh, it hug you? Does it, does it just kind of hug around it your, hugs your glutes? each cheek. Oh. Well, it probably should be like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of nuzzle against, against your rear. Like, yeah. Like, like a cat. Like, hey, you know, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> like, ooh, this couch does kind of have me. <laughs> I think I'll spend the night. You're, you're welcome anytime. All right. Welcome can, anytime, Steve. Can I use your shower too, Russ? Of, of course. You may. Can I use your wash call? No. Great. Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest winners of the show, I feel like, was Insomniac Games because yeah. they had not one game, but two games that they were showing off. The first one that I want to talk about is Wolverine. Of course. I knew what that was the, the moment it came up. The moment it came up. I was. I thought, if this is anything else other than Wolverine, I, I'll, I'll be dumbfounded. But I mean, he's sitting there at the bar. It reminded me of X-Men 1 uh-huh. with the music playing. He wants to be left alone, wants to drink, wants to like, you know, puff on his cigar. I'm like, this is classic Wolverine right here. Yeah. So if it's anything but, I'm going to be I'm gonna be probably disappointed. So a guy comes up with a knife, like, it's Wolverine, it's Wolverine. <laughs> and so then when you, you, of course, when he flexes out his blades, I was like, yes. But then I, I so that teaser was cool. I would have liked to see like a, like a like maybe a few seconds of gameplay, perhaps, sure. just to kind of you know again wet my appetite. I mean, I, the teaser was awesome. Oh but, yeah, um, still gameplay would have been over the top. And for me, I think that it, it is going to be so exciting to be able to see a single player narrative campaign that focuses on Logan. I, like if you think of like different types of characters, like so they they were very successful with their Spider-Man game in that regard. With Wolverine, especially with his past and the different types of enemies that he can come across, I just think it's ripe for great storytelling, great encounters and combat. The the notion of thinking about how Wolverine's ability tree could be unlocked, like a skill tree, and like who knows like, like what they, what all they can do with that. Right. But I, I think that that would be so fun to just take the chains off and be like, okay, how like badass can we make Wolverine sure. in, in this title in particular? So, but I hope they make it like a mature title. Cause I mean, he Wolverine is, is not, he, he's a, he's a puppy dog with big claws. And, and a, a nasty bite kind of deal, you know, because he's got a soft heart for good people. Um, but he has like no patience for BS. Yeah. And he, it, the comic book is pretty darn violent. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I would love for that to be represented in the game. Well, not, not take it lighthearted. It reminds me of the Logan movie because up until that point, we had a bunch of PG-13 Marvel X-Men movies and that really limited the ferocity of Wolverine. And then you get to the Logan film and it was rated R and there was much more of that kind of visceral violence that's going on that honestly we all would associate with a character like Wolverine. I mean, right. he, he is not some gentleman 
uh, who, who tries to like, you know, live and let live. I mean, he is very much one of the, the most aggressive X-Men in the roster. So right. um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Now, I don't even know what year it's supposed to come out. I don't even know if they showed a, a release date year. I know they did for another title, but I don't think that I think Wolverine was literally like, this is the teaser. This is just an announcement trailer to let you know, hey, we're working on this. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it's not a big deal. I, I just figured I would double check, yeah. make sure I like I'm not mistaken. I'm sure if we Google it, we'll be able to find out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there may be an ETA or a TBD. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Going from that to the second title that Insomniac Games showed off, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. That was also, to my knowledge, I I want to say at least half the trailer was pre-rendered cinematic, and then the second half was gameplay footage. Yes. Maybe. Or maybe it's an in-game cinematic. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it could be either or. I mean, um, because I remember there were some close-ups with the the original Spider-Man where I was like, this is... yeah." (laughs) Beautiful, right? I mean, you saw all like the threads in his costume and stuff. I mean, I mean, I was playing it on the regular PS4, not even the the, the Pro, mm-hmm. not even the Five, yeah. right out loud. And so I thought, well, I mean, it could be either way. Yeah, but honestly, it could be in game. It could be pre rendered. Yeah, and I'm very excited about how they're introducing Venom because Venom was a, a villain yes. that we did not encounter in the first Spider-Man game. And Miles Morales is back too, which is cool. I still have not played the Miles Morales expansion pack. Good job, Russ. Uh, I need to pick that up. Well, Christmas is right around the corner, Russ. Mm. And I think you know of a calorie COVID, post COVID <laughs> Santa Claus that maybe have a bag of not popular anymore video games that are a bit cheaper that uh, yeah. you could use to fill your stocking with. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows, But I do need to play it. I've heard nothing but awesome things about that. Right. Insomniac is on a roll. They are. If you think about how even this year they came out with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, one of the best games of this year, and in terms of like the, like the action platformer genre, really the only other title that comes to mind currently for me is Psychonauts 2. But they they released that title, that, and now they have both Spider-Man 2, which is not really much of a surprise. I mean, like we know based off, off the success of the first game, clearly they were going to make a sequel. Sure. That's awesome. But then you think of Wolverine and you're like, wow, okay. So they're taking their knowledge and prowess of everything that they discovered and explored and put together for the Spider-Man game. They're just going to keep rolling with it. And I think that we all are, as gamers, are just going to benefit from it. We're going to totally geek out on it. And that's wonderful. I'm wondering, though, if Venom is going to be like the enemy or he's going to be like he regularly is. Like they fight sometimes and then other times they're okay. Not not as bad as like, you know, Carnage. You know, if I had to make a guess, I would say that Venom would probably be the main villain. Like in the first Spider-Man game. Wait, I'm not going to say it because you haven't beat it. Okay. I am so glad I stopped myself because he has not beaten the first Spider-Man title yet. Anyway. There is. Yes, I have. You did? Yeah. And, and then, like, Miles Morales kind of notices that Peter, you, like, you fight Doc Ock at the end. Of oh, the okay, okay. Oh, good. 
That's good. <sighs> I, I didn't think that Christ you had... just averted. Oh, yeah, no. I was uh, like... <laughs> Uh, well, aren't you glad that I, I just... I, t- I appreciate the respect, Russ. Well, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I, I, I was reluctant to all of a sudden yeah. blurt it out because I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to ruin it for him. But yeah. uh, Excellent. Excellent. But, okay, so you beat the game. What I was getting at was how maybe Venom will, in fact, be kind of like that main villain that is part of the overall story, but we will still have encounters of all kinds of other Spider-Man baddies. I think that, that in terms of a formula, they should continue down that road because it was really fun and it kept things fresh, honestly, to be able to like run into different villains and they didn't go through all the villains in the first game. I mean, Spider-Man, this is one one of the things I always uh, talk to people about is that other than Batman, Spider-Man is the one comic book where you have such a, a memorable cast or pedigree of villains that you you just want to like read about or watch or play against or whatever. And Batman is like the, pretty much the only other character, in my opinion, where you know you think of of all the villains in there, and you're just like, dude, this is this is fantastic. I mean, like maybe X-Men as an overall, but I feel like that's kind of a cheat because X-Men is more of a team-based comic book. It's not a singular comic right. book hero. Yeah. Even if like someone were to say like, oh, well, you know, Spider-Man is technically a part of the Avengers or Batman is technically a part of the JLA, you know, something to like that. <laughs> but in terms of like, in, in terms of like how the comic got started, they were their own standalone heroes. And that's kind of, that's kind of the way I look at it there, Steve. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, Russ. Steve, I want to know okay. what you thought of Gran Turismo 7. Well, uh, you know, Gran Tur- so one thing that hit me with Gran Turismo 7 is that is like the little menu option where you're kind of choosing what to do and where to go. Uh-huh. It's kind of looking like, uh, well, maybe a <laughs> fraction. Maybe they're, they're seeing how successful like Forza is or yeah. Forza Horizon or something because I don't remember there ever used to be like a menu like that. Of course, I haven't played like every single Grand Turismo. I kind of gave up after. You stopped for a long time. Yeah. I mean, all the Grand Turismos were all like the same tracks and had the same cars. The graphics just you know, take a, took a bump and another bump and another bump. But it was essentially like the same game. Yeah. At least it was to me. Um, but this looks definitely awesome. I, I You can definitely hear the like the difference in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're a stickler for that. Yes. Uh, so sound for me is big. Like uh, like the road noise, for example, seems to be there. That's something that didn't used to be in the game. Uh, or, or like wind noise, for example, when you're passing a car. And uh, it looks pretty. I mean, it, it really, really looks nice. One of the things that I noticed in the trailer was that it looked almost as if they remastered the original intro of the very first Gran Turismo title. Was I like on crack or something or like a, like there were certain like top down shots of the road where like the leaves were blowing. And then they see the one shot of like the bird um, that I don't even know. Like, like it, it was this bizarre thing where the bird was there and then you see it fly away. Like that is totally from the first Gran Turismo intro. That's what I thought. Like I had the same thing too, but it had been too long. Mm. And so I remember, I remember the intro to Gran Turismo two more so than I remember the intro to Gran Turismo 1. Okay. But oh, but also too like the um there was a scene where like you saw gas pouring like into like the pistons and the yeah. pistons were moving and stuff. That was right. part of the the, yeah. the original intro as well. So like I I didn't know if 
they just did that for the trailer as kind of a homage to like right. their roots or if like the game itself is in fact a re like clearly it's, it's called Gran Turismo seven. Mm. So there's no, it's not like they're like redoing the first game. No, but again, if you played Gran Turismo one with all the tracks and the cars and stuff, I mean, you've pretty much played every single Gran Turismo. Yeah. I was very impressed, though. I got to say, in terms of the graphics of what they had on display, car enthusiasts are going to have a heyday, both with Gran Turismo 7 as well as Forza Horizon 5 and even the next Forza, I think it's Forza Horizon 8, if I'm not mistaken, that, that they are working on over at Turn 10 Studios. But my goodness, like all three of those games look gorgeous. Indeed. Mm. Rendering. Lighting, textures, ray tracing, textures, sound, and more textures. Oh, man, it's so good. What you got on your list next there, Russ? Well, actually, the, so those were the ones that I put onto my list as, as the ones that really stood out to me. Are there any that... Um, <laughs> just oh. reach over here. I was, see if you missed any here, Russ. Oh, you didn't even mention God of War. <gasps> How dare you? Blasphemy! Odin My wouldn't goodness. be proud, Russ. Neither would Thor. My goodness. That's when uh, Mjolnir comes rocketing. I'm so embarrassed. Knocks you on the head. So, I was excited, and then I thought, well, the main characters look really kind of the same as they did in the last game. Like, they didn't look really improved at all. The backgrounds did. The enemies did. But I kind of thought, man, I they look identical. It's almost like they took them out of the first the the, the last game, you know, <laughs> cut them out, and they put them back in in this game, and then they made everything else more beautiful behind them. Did that seem? I mean, literally, like when that when that dragon or whatever it is, like you know, pounces on him, it looks like that's the next gen. We've seen a couple of different enemies that do that with. Um, oh, I want to say I was Phoenix Rising, or what's that game that's coming out of China that looks stunning it's off the unreal engine um, oh you're talking about uh wukong yeah um, i think so yeah that sounds i can't remember the the, the full name but it's the one it, it takes place it's kind of like the chinese mythology yes you're the monkey king right yeah that one so you see a lot of enemies you know they're jumping at you like that when and there's no loss of, of texture or slowdown or anything you know no blur so the enemies looked pretty darn good. And the yeah. backgrounds looked beautiful. It was, it was just like the, the main characters, like Kratos himself. He just looked, didn't look bad. He just didn't look more improved than what we last saw of him. I have a feeling that is the result of streaming. Because anytime that there's a stream on YouTube, it's at 1080p. And I just feel like we don't get the, the amount of graphics fidelity when they do a stream. Until... You, like a couple of days go by and all of a sudden the 4k version is available and you watch the 4k version and suddenly you're seeing a tremendous amount of detail that was lost. Yeah. What you're, what, yeah. Right. What, what you're supposed to be seeing. Yeah. And, and in terms of God of war, Oh man, it's so funny. I cannot believe I forgot to put that on my list because that was like literally like one I was really uh, excited to talk about. I'm uh, I'm ashamed and embarrassed. Hmm. I shall whip myself accordingly, but the game itself, um, I just, it looks really good. I'm glad that they're continuing on with the story. I want to see what the relationship is going to be like 
because clearly Atreus is now older. He's kind of looking like more like almost like a teenager. He can carry a deer too. He can carry a deer. Yeah. But also he is challenging his father um, quite a bit, which we, we had an inkling of in the first game, but we're starting to see more of that family dynamics and there is still very much a, uh, a sensitivity around mother slash wife, the late mother and wife. And then we got introduced to some new characters as well, which there's no surprise. We're in a, a new game, but my goodness, like I loved all the new vistas that we saw. They like, they're no longer confined by being in like the, the snowy right. uh, environment. And that was, gorgeous in the first game but then to see all these other places that they're going to i'm like oh man it it looks incredible i cannot wait to play that game there's actually another game steve oh and this was at, on my list i just uh i don't know i just my eyeball just kind of went <laughs> eh, we're gonna go down here forespoken forespoken is the female protagonist game where um she appears into, she doesn't even know if she's still on earth or not, but it's that one game that I've been talking about ever since they had the teaser trailer for where um, she's some kind of like fast moving. I don't know if she's a spell caster or a witch or something like that, but like she's running around fighting dragons, all this stuff. She looks like she came from like modern day, like LA or New York or something. And she, somehow she was like teleported into this fantasy world. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. She has like these golden bracelets or something on her forearm that actually talks to her. Oh yeah. Now I remember. Exactly. It was almost like Shang-Chi. Yeah. They were, yeah. The bracelets were talking. I was thoroughly impressed by that trailer. The the sheer <laughs> velocity oh. and, and rate that she is able to, to cover across that landscape, whether she's running or she's jumping or she's, I don't know what the word is, clambering or something, but like, <laughs> you know, like basically like, like the, it looks as though the entire environment is accessible. You know, you're able to interact with all different parts of it. And the environment is so expansive. Like you see some of those shots where, she's doing some sort of huge jump off a cliff and with a draw distance, I mean, you look out there and you're like, whoa, this is the level of detail is, is staggering. I'm very excited to play that game. what do you think about that, Steve? Yeah. So it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, it, it, I forgot all about that one. So, I mean, it, I can't say it made like a huge impression on me, but I was really trying to figure out what are they trying to show us? Because you were like this, average person like you didn't have any special abilities beyond like the you know of course like these bracelets or whatever that was on you and so she was like you know what am i doing here um what's this what's happening and then she's doing like some crazy moves and like flipping yeah. around oh my god i went okay either you you're you're talented and you're special or you're not but i mean you can't just kind of be figuring out what's going on and then do all these like, crazy moves at the same time so they kind of lost me with in that regard i think they it was because it was a montage they were they were trying to quickly get through some plot points. Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm with you with uh, the, the beauty of the game. It was quite gorgeous. It's impressive. Yeah. Like I would go so far as to say that is a title that really shows off next gen graphics as far as I'm concerned. Like if, if I'm looking at that trailer, one of the things that came to my mind was the, the Unreal Engine 5 demo that came out where you had a female 
hero or protagonist, whoever it was in the demo, she was going through that cave. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she emerges out of the cave and she sees some sort of ancient fantasy world thing. Thing in the distance. I mean, I'm telling you, I think that this game was very close to that level of detail. Um, if not being the same, I don't, I, I can't wait to play it. I, I think it looks really, really cool. But tell us what you think in the comments. You like the games that we said, or did you have different opinion? I would say, Absolutely. let us know. You agree? You disagree? We'd like to hear it. Are there any games on your little short list that I didn't cover? Because the last <laughs> one that you had was kind of a doozy. <laughs> that was it, Russ. That was it. Okay. That was it. Yep. Well, if I could sum up the show overall, I would say that this was an excellent example of how Sony has cornered the single player narrative market. Mm. Um, you know, if, if I compare them to say Microsoft, I think Xbox has done a better job of placing an emphasis more on the first person shooter and RPG, especially now that they've acquired Bethesda, Bethesda has all kinds of different RPGs, that sort of thing. Um, but I do think that with having the, the Star Wars Knights of the Republic coming out, I believe it's exclusively for PS5. That is actually a big win in Sony's camp because if memory serves, the original Star Wars Knights of the Republic was exclusive for the Xbox. They made that just for the Xbox because at the time, BioWare was making like Star Wars KOTOR. They made Jaded Empire. Uh, they made Mass Effect. Like they, they were on this roll of like, Oh, Dragon Age was another one. So they were on a roll in terms of like how many RPGs they were releasing for the Xbox. So Sony has been very meticulous in terms of identifying certain games that have a fan following, perhaps are considered classics, or even looking at different studios such as Insomniac Games that, I mean, even before they were acquired and before they did Spider-Man, they have made other titles that have been just a blast to play. They're an extremely talented studio. And so for them to, to acquire them and make them part of the Sony staple has been a really shrewd move on their behalf. And I think that Sony is able to identify how for them to, to be able to keep pushing these um, storytelling adventures, the, these action adventure narratives that quite honestly, I mean, we've talked about this on the show multiple times in the past about how, there are kind of these two camps where like some people just prefer multiplayer games and that's all well and good. But then there's also a very large audience that prefers having that single player experience. And I struggle to think about certain titles on the Xbox that really tailor to that. I mean, and we're not even counting the other titles that Sony has talked about, like Horizon Forbidden West, for example, really was not part of this show. I mean, they had like a little bit of like a trailer at the beginning when we were waiting for the show to begin, that sort of thing. Yeah. But when you think of like the sheer number of titles that are within this genre, I mean, that's that's one of the main drivers of why I got myself a PS5. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Um I mean, when I think about the games that I have for my PlayStation, they're all going to be you know, single-player-driven games. And every game that I... Well, not every game, but the majority of games that I have for my Xbox are more of the multiplayer games. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I'm, I'm, I am I'm play some multiplayer games basically with you. Yeah. You know, or with like... Well, you, you a have some other friends. Buddies. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have friends. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but it's true. um but i am mainly you know someone who w- likes the the single story yeah. the single player driven story yeah so anyhow i mean i enjoyed the show I, I i was hoping there'd be something bigger and more spectacular but i'm i'm happy with what we got and i'm loving seeing all the next gen graphics and all this stuff i mean see what the capability is and i would say just you know keep having the shows coming i mean we're looking forward to every game that's with these new systems and especially as hard as the systems are to get right now. I mean, that's just going to keep the excitement up if we see more and more, you know, of, of the games that are, that are coming out and, and evidence of what these systems are, are capable of doing. There you go. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and get exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it helps us monetarily continue doing what we love to do. Also make sure you give a little slap on that subscribe button. Maybe even pinch that uh, notification bell. That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm that drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, do a search for Joygasm TV on social media, whichever platform of choice you like, we're there and we'll have all kinds of fun little tidbits and morsels. (laughs) Juicy morsels as steve said earlier last but not least do a search for us on twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every wednesday night at 9 30 p.m central time just do a search for joygasm tv we will look forward to hanging out with all of you again next week when we give our impressions of death we'll see you then have a good night